Ready to talk some sports? I think these gentlemen on the other side of the glass are. It's Sports Central, brought to you by the Hampton Inn Bartow. And your host this afternoon is Ryan Buckley. It is good to see you again, Eric, and welcome to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Happy New Year, sir. Oh, Happy New Year. Well, thank you. Or, and ha- happy Gnu Year, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and Happy New Year to happy New Mark Year. McCollum as yeah, well. How absolutely. you doing, sir? For, I'm good. First show of the New Year. Exciting. Would wish a Happy New Year to Jenna Kidd. She's up in Chicago um, doing some recruiting with our staff up there, so hope she's staying warm. It's pretty it's single-digit weather up in Chicago right now, yeah. so... Happy New Year. Welcome to the New Year. Yeah. Go, go to Chicago. Go to Chicago. <laughs> and get slapped in the face with a bunch of wind. With a lot of wind. Man. Yeah, it's brutal up there yeah. right now. But they're up there working hard, bringing some events back to Polk yeah. County so we in thank 2022. You. We thank you, Jenna, and the rest of our staff. Yeah, for yeah. everything they're doing up there. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, oh, I don't know where Eric is going. He's running out of the studio right now saying he doesn't want to be here. He's pulling Antonio Brown right now. 16 degrees in Chicago. <laughs> He's wanted to slide past yep, that one. We're not, we're not bringing that up again. <laughs> that was it. That's the one time we'll bring it up. Uh, Bruce Arians did address it today, though. He did have a press conference, and I, you wouldn't believe this. They're two contradicting stories. Are you serious? Yeah, he told a totally different story they from Antonio on the same Brown. No, who would have thought that? Really? Uh, but he was officially released today. Mm. Um, so he addressed it once and said that's the last time I what, addressed yeah, it. Yeah, what a crazy situation that is the past few days in, in Tampa. Really crazy situation. Sports has been a crazy situation in general, and we'll kind of dive into that, um, whether it's college football games that are getting postponed, rescheduled, bowl games that aren't happening. All the players on the COVID list. that Players on COVID teams list. To kind of scramble, yeah. It's amazing. And, and especially as the NFL playoffs loom, right. what is that going to look like, yeah. right? Uh, you got the Eagles-Cowboys this weekend, 13 players on the Eagles on the COVID list. So it's just, it's running rampant. Yeah. Um, and we had, unfortunately, our, our G League team, the Lakeland Magic, had a couple games canceled. They're prime. They're ready to go. They got a game tomorrow, and we'll have head coach Joe Bearer on yeah. in the next segment to talk about coming back to Lakeland, playing a couple games, and how he's getting his team mentally and physically Yeah, how he's prepared. adjusted to having kind of his roster maybe taken from him because yeah. the, they had up four players. They had four players get called up to Orlando. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be really interesting yeah. to see that insight and learn more about you know how Lakeland is representing the major club as well. Yeah. Uh, but let's dive in to some high school football. Let's do it. Mark, go ahead and lead us off. Yeah, so the Ledger, uh, they released their all-county football offensive and defensive teams of the 2021 season. Uh, so the defensive player of the year goes to Cormani McLean from Lake Gibson. Uh, McLean was a shutdown cornerback who had 10 interceptions and 14 passes defended. And he played on both mm. sides of the ball. He was also a top receiver on offense with 21 wow. catches for 447 yards and four touchdowns. Well, great, a great year for Mr. McLean. So Absolutely. congratulations yeah. to him. And uh, I, I wonder if they've ever had an offensive and defensive player from the same team. Offensive and defensive player of the year yeah, from the same know. team. It happened this year. Yeah, because on the other side of the ball, Jalen Glover, who it felt like every week we were talking about how many rushing yards he has, yeah. and we were just amazed, ended the season with over 2,300 yards on the ground with That's 29 crazy. touchdowns. Final game, he rushes for 304 yards. His second highest single game total and third 300-yard game of the career. Great stat you got over here, man. Hey, the really? ledger. The ledger provides all this great info, so we th- can't thank them enough for you, the coverage they do. You you dug into these ones. Shout out to Ledger, great partner. They do a lot of great work in sourcing these. Um, Glover went in the season ranked 13th on Polk County's all-time rushing list, jumped to third overall. That's quite an impressive feat as well. He is just the fourth Polk County rusher with 6,000 career rushing yards, finishing with 6,400 yards and 83 touchdowns. Insane. He's also named the finalist for the Mr. Football Award. For the state of Florida, which is similar to the Heisman Trophy, so best of luck 
So Jalen Glover, obviously and Glover, a bright future ahead. He has a he's a going to Utah. Yes, he's going to be he's, a he's signed uh, with Utah, who had a great season. They did have a had good a great season. showing in the Rose Bowl, nearly beat Ohio State. So yep. looking forward to see what uh, Jalen does up there. Interesting to see how he'll be a piece of the puzzle yeah. over there. And then one final award, Mark. Yeah, the coach of the year goes to Patrick Smith out of Tenerock. Uh, interesting. In the spring, Tenerock did not have enough players to participate in a spring game or a jamboree, uh, but Smith and his staff mm. assembled a team, then produced a 5-3 and three regular season and qualified for the playoffs for the first time in school history. So it made a pretty wow. amazing leap going from not having enough players to field a team in the spring and then uh, making a run in the playoffs. That's that, What a great story that is. Yeah. Huh? Well, congratulations to Coach Smith, and really congratulations to all the athletes across disciplines in Pope yeah. County. We are just uh, such a big talent pool. Across yeah. all the disciplines, so yeah, the Ledger they also released a bunch of their um, kind of all county teams for different for different sports, different disciplines, as you mentioned. So definitely go check that um, out. Yeah, check that out. It'd be good good to see uh, you know some of those other disciplines and athletes that we have throughout the county. Um, college football bowl games of the ones that have been played, I know we've had some that unfortunately have been canceled, postponed, or different teams filling in. Um, for example, Rutgers. Did not belong in that bowl Did game. not belong in that game. <laughs> did not tell. go well for them. You know, you take a step back, though, and you're like, man, they were down by three touchdowns or two touchdowns at half. Really not that bad. Team wasn't really ready for a game plan, only had a couple days to get ready for it. Yeah. It played fairly well yeah. uh, against a team they really had no business playing. But look at some bowl game results here. So Michigan State, number 10 ranked, beating Pittsburgh 31-21. That was a really fun game to watch. Uh, you had Oklahoma State. In Marcus Freeman's this was head coaching game. debut against Notre Dame, yeah. they score 28 unanswered points during a comeback win, and they win 37-35. Well, so what Oklahoma State actually scored 28 points against Freeman at Notre Dame. Correct, yes. correct. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I might have said that backwards. Yeah. Um, and then we have, we mentioned Utah, uh, number six Ohio State, beating number 11 Utah, 48-45 in offense. This was, a, this was an amazing game. It, w- it was interesting to watch. I, I watched uh, a good bit of the first half of this. Ohio State could not stop Utah. But they kept no. scoring. So once they find a way to stop them, they came back. This was amazing. Freshman receiver Jackson Smith and oh, Jigba. This is the stat of college football right now. Had a huge day with 15 receptions for 347 yards and three touchdowns. That is an unreal 347 stat. receiving yards. Can you imagine that? I can't that? wrap my mind around that. No, that's absolutely absurd. So they're going to have a good combo with uh, C.J. Stroud, their freshman quarterback. Oh, absolutely. And the freshman receiver. Good combo there for the next few years. Absolutely. They're going to be a lot of fun yeah. to watch. Um, obviously, outside looking in on the college football playoff this year, but probably we'll see what happens next yeah. year. They could find their way right yeah. back in. Um, speaking of the college football playoff, looks like we're going to get a rematch of Alabama-Georgia. Yeah, this is a common matchup we've seen a lot over the past few years. I'll tell you what, I the Alabama-Cincinnati game, we talked about this last week. That wasn't so much of a surprise. Uh, the Michigan-Georgia game, how lopsided it was, that was a little bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, yeah you had a feeling if it was going to be lopsided that much, it was going to be Georgia right. over Michigan. Um, if Michigan was in it all, it was going to be a tight game. But um, just crazy to see the different talent level um, with was, Georgia and the, and Alabama and the rest of these teams. It's insane. It's really almost like a different class, right? Yeah. And Michigan came in that game pretty hot. They had yeah. a good running game with Haskins, so kind of surprised at how that one ended up. Um, a quick preview as well on the College Bowl season records so far from conferences. Mountain West at five and one, the AAC at three and one, Big Twelve at four and two, and the Big Ten at six and four. Uh, the SEC, despite those two big wins, at five and six, the ACC at two and four, and the lonely Pac-12 at zero oh and five. Yeah, tough, so tough for the Pac-12. Maybe it'll turn around with Lincoln Riley going to USC, and really just a couple, couple points shy of uh, getting some wins. Oregon was in it against who did they play? Can't remember, but they were in it against whoever they were playing in, the, in their bowl game. Utah, obviously, a three-point loss to Ohio State. So uh, maybe the Pac-12 will pick it up here. In the, uh, absolutely, 
Absolutely. Um, and we'll shift over before we head to a segment break. We'll shift over and give you a quick college basketball update. Uh, Mark, why don't you run through some of the college basketball um, rankings and games? Yeah, sure. It was a big uh, matchup over the weekend. Baylor and Iowa State met two of the top remaining uh, undefeated teams. But Baylor is the one who remains unbeaten in the top team after fending off uh, number eight, Ohio's, Iowa State, not Ohio State, uh, 77 72. Um, and then rounding out the top five, Duke, Purdue, Gonzaga, and UCLA. So a lot of West Coast teams um, this year. And then some top 25 action tonight with number 21, LSU, hosting number 16, Kentucky. And then uh, more top 25 action for LSU as they host number 18, um, number 18 team in the country on Saturday. Oregon played Oklahoma, by the way. Oregon. That was the matchup. Oregon. Or- Oregon? <laughs> When we <laughs> <laughs> what a debate that could be. <laughs> what an absolute debate. We'll always get to round out with some college basketball. And when we come back from break, we are going to we are honored to have head coach Joe Bear of the Lakeland Magic on talk a little bit about the G League and the Lakeland Magic, what to expect. A little update on the call-ups as well from Lakeland to Orlando. Don't go anywhere. You're not gonna want to miss this interview here on Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. <laughs> yeah, it's one crazy train around here on Thursdays. Sports. Central. It's brought to you by Hollywood Window Signs and Tinting. Let's get back to it. You are with Ryan and Mark. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. You just get chills from that little intro oh, yeah. there. What an intro. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Don't want to waste any time. Let's jump right into it. We are we have the privilege of having the Lakeland Magic head coach Joe Bear on with us. Joe, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Look forward to being on. Absolutely. Well, let's get right to it. Uh, Coach, we know, unfortunately, past couple games had to get postponed just due to COVID. Tell us a little bit about what that's like, you know, keeping the team engaged and safe and kind of getting them mentally and physically ready for the next couple games uh, tomorrow and the weekend. Uh, brings brings us challenges, just kind of like how everybody um, kind of in this field or just business in general, but um, I feel like we've been able to adapt well, um, you know, with challenges come opportunities. Obviously, a lot of our guys within our roster got opportunity um, up in the NBA, which gave uh, us an opportunity to work with a different group as some guys have come in as replacements. And then just uh, the guys that are still here, um, we're able to work a little bit with them a little bit differently. So really the pause has allowed us to kind of rework a few things um, and kind of refocus on a few things because it's almost like a little – second mini camp, so to speak, as we get ready to start a regular season. Coach, thanks again so much for your time. Um, so what's it been like taking over as head coach this season after spending, of course, the past uh, few seasons as an assistant and associate head coach? Uh, it's been great. Um, you know, it kind of starts just with our group. You know, I'm, I'm first year being the head coach, but this is our, you know, fourth and fifth year with, with kind of our core group of staff, um, kind of led by Edetunji Edipe is the GM. You know, Mark Mahoney is our athletic trainer. He's been our strength coach since we've been in Lakeland. Um, Johnny Taylor, this is going into his fourth year. Um, Trent Pennington, our Wilcox on down the line. So we've had a, a large contingent of us that have been around and kind of understand the G League, understand Lakeland, and um, it's that group that's made it successful. So even though we're kind of sliding into different roles, the core group is still back. So it allows for a kind of continuity of how we do things and kind of still uh, um, keeping our culture going and um, doing some things that we've done in the past that have made us successful. So it's been great um, really with, with kind of our group support 
um, to kind of make it an easy transition. Absolutely. And, and Coach, you, you mentioned um, off the bat about you know players that you have going up and playing for Orlando representing the, the NBA team. Talk a little bit about that call-up. You know, what's that like from a player standpoint? And then for you from a coach standpoint, you know, how do you deal with that fluctuating roster? Uh, day by day. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's really exciting. Um, you know, we celebrate our call-ups just as much as any win um, in Lakeland because really that's kind of uh, one of our main focus and priorities is to try to get better while we're here and, and allow these guys to advance in their careers, whether that's up in the NBA or to another job overseas. So that is really part of it. Um, we know going in, Day one, the roster is going to fluctuate and change, so we kind of expect the expected when it comes to that, and make we make sure we celebrate the opportunity that the guys get. But yeah, no, it's it's really a, as a coaching staff and, and even just as an overall staff, we just got to kind of take it day to day. Who do we have today at practice? How many bodies can we have um, in practice today? And then um, you know, even for these games this weekend, you know, we're still trying to see exactly what the roster will look like as as guys kind of. Um, fluctuate with where they're at um so it's really kind of a day by day but it makes it exciting uh it makes you be creative as a staff to how you can get these guys better in different ways with the personnel you have um so yeah it's it's a day by day control you control kind of environment absolutely yeah something i've been uh, kind of wondering is you know taking over a team that won the g league title last year what are some differences and similarities in the team uh between this year and then last year's team that won that title um, each team is different, and, and like I tell people, you kind of coach three teams throughout the season as, as your roster changes. So, um, you know, similarities, like I, I said, it starts with the staff, just the way that we do things, our approach to this business and to our profession um, as a staff. So that that's the one thing that stayed constant. Um, obviously, the roster has changed a lot. You know, we had John Teske on last year's team, Devin Kennedy as well. So those guys return. So you have a little bit of um, of con- kind of a continuation from that team. They understand kind of how we do things. So that helps a lot. Um, but really, each each season is unique, and, and each part of the season is unique. You know, we kind of had our Showcase Cup. That was in, a unique group and roster, and obviously it's going to look a little different here to start the regular season and probably fluctuate a little bit down the line as well. So um, we just try to kind of keep our core principles together, or maybe how we play that is flexible with personnel and then also how we do things. And um, I think we've established kind of our practices here in Lakeland as a group that as guys come and go, we can kind of keep that common common core of who we are. And coach, you know, for someone who, who hasn't been to a game yet this season or they're getting excited to come out to one, you know, tell, tell us a little bit, like, what can they expect to see on the court? How would you describe, you know, you mentioned the identity of the team. What, what can they expect from the Lakeland Magic when they head out to a game? Well, you know, we kind of we pride ourselves on kind of how hard we pe- compete and how connected we compete. Um, so hopefully those things shine through. It's something we talk to our guys and our staff every day that we want to be joyful in our approach to the game. So hopefully we have a group that has fun competing hard. And then it's, it's a difficult league in the fact that some of these guys are just getting to play together as a group or just getting to know each other as a group. Um, but one thing we want to make sure is, is we're playing as a connected group. So hopefully see a group of guys that play hard, play connected um, and have fun doing it. And hopefully that's um, something that allows the fans to come out and see and experience with us. 
Yeah, and I can tell you, Coach, I've been to a couple games this year, and you were spot on. Definitely a tenacity and a, a high competition amongst the players on the court. We're very, very proud to have the team located in Lakeland and practicing in Winter Haven, too. Obviously, full Polk County effort. And uh, for, for anyone listening or you want to go out and catch a game, um, you can head to either the RP Funding Center website or the Lakeland Magic official website at lakelandmagic.com. Um, coach, game tomorrow and a game on Saturday. We thank you. We know you're you're a little pressed on time with those two games coming up, but appreciate you taking a couple minutes to chat with us about the team. No problem. Appreciate you having me on. All right, Coach. Best of luck in the games this weekend. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Really great insight yeah. there on the, the life of a G League player and the life of the team in Lakeland. And when we come back from break, we'll chat a little bit more about some of the stuff that Coach Joe said and then also transition to the NFL playoffs, which I know everyone's excited for coming up. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back talking sports here on Sports Central. Talk Radio 96.7. Talking sports on Sports Central this afternoon with the guys from Polk County Sports Marketing and Tourism. Sports Central brought to you by the Holiday Inn Winter Haven. Let's get back and talk sports with Mark McCollum and Ryan Buckley. Go, go for it. No, go, go ahead. It. You no. wanted to say something. No, yeah. Just welcome back to Thursday night with Sports Central. Glad to be here. Missing Jenna, though. We are missing Jenna here. Always. Whenever talk she's radio 96.7. Yeah. We are missing Jenna. I hope she's doing well up in Chicago. Hope, hope she's six, listening. 16 degrees there. 16 degrees. That's so maybe not too well. She's probably not there. Maybe well. not too well. If she can feel anything and not frozen. Pretty cold. Yeah. I, this morning, I thought it was cold, and it was like, what, 60 degrees? I walked outside, and I was like, yikes. It's like, wow, I need a winter jacket. She woke up, she's like, it's like five degrees. She's like, wow, I need a winter jacket. I need a winter jacket. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. said the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, NFL playoffs right around the corner. Uh, we got the final regular season week. The first time yeah, there's normally, ever a week 18. Normally, this would be playoff week. This would be it? Yeah. Uh, but not this week. Nope. <laughs> this not this week year. 18. Yeah. So interesting. We talked about this um, earlier this week, I think, about... Man, can you imagine if this was the week you were you were already in, right? Like now yeah. that extra week and that extra team, remember now. Right. So also very interesting with that seven seed coming into play for the playoffs this year. And always interesting to see um, for teams who have clinched the playoffs if they're playing their starters, if they're not, if they yeah. want to try and get a better seed. If they've already like secured a spot, they're probably likely to, uh, if not sit their starters, maybe play them just a half. Um so interesting to see what teams do this weekend. Well, and listen, we won't talk about it. As Eric, we agreed we wouldn't talk about this. With Antonio Brown being released from the Bucks, that's all we're going to say. Um, they're in a little Thanks, bit of... Ryan! <laughs> they're in a... He had to do it. He was running out of the studio. <laughs> they're in a little bit of a hole now. Obviously, Chris Godwin is not going to be of use yeah. for the rest of the year. A couple injuries on the defensive side as well. So they're they're limping a little bit. You know, you say that, but I feel like I never want to doubt Tom Brady. No, 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 no. Not saying it for that I've reason. I've done it plenty of times. And yet still, he has he come finds back a way. to do it. Yeah. I completely agree. And maybe it's one less distraction. That's yeah. another way to look at it. Yeah. But listen to this. We want to just run through, if you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, what? so what are you expecting next week, right? Like what, next week, what, what are you expecting this coming weekend? What do you have to root for? What do you have to do? You mentioned about teams resting people. What do you have to play for? I hope you're ready for this. This There's a lot that can happen. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm ready now. Perfect. Yep. So, so... <laughs> Here's the crazy thing. Dallas lost last week yeah. to Arizona. And what some are calling an upset, I just thought it was a very good game. Yeah. Even Arizona even has even a lot opponents. to play. And Arizona has a lot to play for because yeah. they're still in a division hunt over in the NFC West. Dallas loses. So now the Bucks on a head-to-head record with Dallas win the tiebreaker, right? Okay. Even so if Dallas wins, Tampa loses, they're not going to move down to the four seed. Unless 
Oh, boy. Unless the Rams and Cardinals also lose. So they could hmm. get a four seed if the Rams and Cardinals also lose. Now, let's bear in mind, too. Tampa is playing Carolina. So one would imagine Probably a win. they're going to win this game, yes. right? Although the way they played the Jets, who knows? But one, one would imagine they're going to win this game. Tom Brady's going to take care of business. Now, let's run with the scenario that the Bucks beat the Panthers. Yeah. So they win. They beat the Panthers. Okay. They move to an impressive 13-4 and four on the season. They can go up to the second seed if the Rams lose to the 49ers. The Rams have lost to the 49ers five straight times. And the 49ers need this win. They have not clinched a playoff. They have yet. not because if the 49ers lose and the Saints win, the Saints move into the playoffs. Yeah. Philadelphia wins the tiebreaker with the Saints. They move up to the sixth seed. The Saints get the seventh seed. And then it's either Arizona or... Um, Dallas. No, no, no. In the fifth seed. Um, it can't be Dallas. It would either be... Excuse me. Arizona or LA. That would take the fifth seed. Yeah. So pretty... It's a lot. A lot wow, of moving yeah. parts there. Um, so a lot needs to happen. So that's kind of the interesting part in this for both conferences. The NFC things to watch out for is standings. Yeah. And then AFC, it's really who's going to make the playoffs. So one last note, too. In that scenario where Tampa drops to the fourth seed, again, a lot needs to happen here. They drop to the fourth seed. If they lose, the Rams and the Cardinals lose. The Cowboys, through some magical tiebreaker, actually get the second seed. Jeez. So isn't that crazy? Yeah. One good thing to note, there will be a home playoff game in Tampa. Does does not matter if they're going to have a home playoff yeah. game. Uh, and Green Bay has pretty much secured the buy and everything will go through Lambeau Field. Yeah, they have clinched the number one seed. They have. Yeah. Now on the other side, boy, do you have a busy weekend. You you have so a So as a lot. Ravens fan, we depending on where you look, it's either a two, three, or four percent chance at making the playoffs. Um a lot needs to happen. First, um the Jaguars, our Florida team, the mighty Jacksonville Jaguars, they will need to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Uh the Colts currently have the sixth seed out of seven in the AFC playoffs. Um, a lot of people don't think it's going to happen. Fun fact, though, the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2015. I don't think it's as crazy of a concept, and here's why. This is the most Jacksonville-type win. <laughs> it, it's a game that's irrelevant. Yeah. doesn't matter. does nothing for them. They're probably in the hunt for a draft pick. They'll win the game. Well, if anything, right? if any motivation, it's, I don't want my division rival to make the playoffs. Correct. So it's going to be interesting to see. Now, also, they're going to need the Chargers to lose to the Raiders. Chargers have to lose. Interesting note on the Chargers, because they play the Raiders, who are the eight seed, so they're just outside the Chargers at the number seven seed. If they tie, they both make the playoffs. That is am- You said that said earlier. So yeah. That's amazing. It's, they both make the playoffs. But So there was a, a funny like tweet. Um, someone said, so the Chargers and Raiders, if they both will make the playoffs, they can just kneel 15 times a game. And take a 0-0 tie. That's amazing. But then another stipulation is Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, has the authority um, through some of the rules in the rule book that he can change the result of a game or he can make them replay and have them play it again. It's, so what a scenario that would be. It's amazing to actually hear that scenario play out. Yeah. Um, so plenty to watch for. Yeah, especially because the Ravens are playing the Steelers, who um, also have a lot on the line. They, if they win... And some of those scenarios we mentioned, just mentioned, play out. Uh, they can make the playoffs. They can sneak in. So, interesting week 18 we have in store for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listen, so we mentioned the Bucks, We mentioned the Jaguars. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. They cannot make the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah, they are eliminated. 
But what a season! I mean, let's what give a credit run. Where credits do. What right? a run! They were what, what? They were one and seven. They strung together seven straight wins to go eight and seven. They lost last week to the Titans, but I mean, if you would have told me they would have finished around five hundred after starting one and seven, I mean, I wouldn't have believed it. But it's the only team to lose seven straight and win seven straight. You have to mention your in fun, the same season. Your fun to a to a title uh, fact, Eric. I hope you're ready for this statistic because this one, <laughs> it, this one is going to wow people. All right, whoop it on me. <laughs> All right, so this is a statistic. This is um, courtesy of VBS official. So this is not me that did this work. So Tua this year, the Miami Dolphins in general, because Tua didn't play all these games. Yeah. So the Miami Dolphins quarterbacks yeah. were 8-0 and against teams with a quarterback who had an O in their last name. Mac Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Lamar Jackson, Joe Flacco. Cam Newton, Mike Lennon, Zach Wilson. And if you remember, the New Orleans had to go sign a guy for practice squad book yep. in one of their games. Yep. So that all of them have an O in their last name. 8-0. They were 0-8 against teams who don't have an O in their last name. Josh Allen twice, Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan, and Ryan Tannehill. Is that not absurd? Truly, That's one of truly, the craziest. Truly a fun fact. That is amazing yeah. to think about. I don't know if there's any superstition there. Now, remember, they're playing New England. Mac Jones. That's Mac Jones. They could go 9-0 and against QBs with an O in their yeah. last name. Yeah. Um, so really an interesting. Eric, what would you think of that one? Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. I, I got okay, you got an O in that one. I see what you did there, I see you. Tell you what, that's big for the Dolphins right there. Eric said <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, well, there, listen, there, there was a lot to unpack right there. I know it's it's ever-changing, but hopefully that was at least a little helpful uh, come this NFL Saturday and Sunday in terms of yeah. what to expect and what to root for for your teams. Uh, it be interesting to see, as you mentioned, Mark, who's in and who's out within those games. Um, let's go quickly through um, an NBA and NHL update, sure. and then we'll, we'll head on to the last segment. So uh, Orlando faced the Sixers last night, lost 116-106. to 106. Cole Anthony, another stellar outing for him. He's been pretty consistent all yeah. year. 26 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. Magic are going to go play the Pistons in what should be a winnable game for them. Other side of the ball, the Miami Heat. Interleague matchup against Portland Trailblazers, 115-109. to 109. Probably one of the worst ejections with Dwight Lowry. I don't know if you saw that. And then a Tyler Harrow fight. So there was plenty of action in that action Miami that, Heat yeah. game. Um, they were 7-13 on three-point attempts from Max Struess with 25 points. He continue their road trip out west when they go and play the Suns. And then finally, Mark, hockey. You know, I feel like you should mention this great matchup last week, Lightning and Panthers playing, if you want to mention that. No, go ahead. No, that's all no, you. No, 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 no. You're the NHL guy. Come on. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. This is you. I ran basketball. So so the Lightning, they host the Calgary Flames tonight. Steven Samkos continues to be a main cog uh, in the machine for Tampa with 16 goals and 24 assists. Uh, and then for the Panthers, they visit the Dallas Stars tonight before a highly anticipated matchup against the Hurricanes, who another top team in the NHL. I'll tell you what, yeah, in the same division, too, yeah. it? or not uh, the same division, rather, on the East Coast. But um, I don't know how you can mess up like that. Uh, yeah, neither do I. <laughs> um, Florida, again, just playing very consistent hockey, good style of hockey, too. They're going to make a deep playoff run. I've said it from day one. I'm going to keep it. I think they're going to go to the Stanley Cup Remind the listeners final. who won the matchup last year, last, <laughs> last, year, last week. Uh, I believe it was the Panthers. It was. I, know, I didn't, game, I didn't though, want to say it? it. It was a very high-scoring yeah. game. All right, but listen, we got to go to break. When we come back, I will talk more about the Florida Panthers. And in addition to that, we'll give you an update on some of our local teams, the Magic and the Tropics, as well as some events coming up. Don't go anywhere. Stick to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Talk Radio 96.7.
and Sports Central on your radio right now. Sports Central is brought to you by Office Furniture Depot. Talking sports with Mark and Ryan. This has been a fun episode today. And welcome back to Sports Central and Talk Radio 96.7. Mark, Eric, and Ryan, we're all here. Except Jenna. Jenna's not here. No, she's not. Very sad. Again, just a reminder, Jenna in very cold weather up in Chicago. But We can't it, talk about that enough, can we? No, we cannot. <laughs> very happy to be down in Central Florida, yeah, aren't we? absolutely. Um, but very excited to have Jenna back on the show. Probably not next week, but the week after she should yeah. be back. So excited to have her back. Happy to have you back well this there. week. Happy to be back. I'm happy to be here. Wow, everyone's it's been happy. fun. Awesome. <laughs> it's a great week. Very jovial in the studio. Yeah. Um, Good word. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, listen, let's do a, a local update. We did hear from Coach Joe Bear of the Lakeland Magic. Really appreciate his time. I know it's got to be hectic getting the team ready for back-to-back games tomorrow yeah, and Saturday. Yeah, as, as we mentioned, as we heard from him, not really knowing um, you know, who your roster is going to – what your roster is going to look like uh, on a consistent basis, whether they're going to be called up to the Orlando team or not. Yeah, and listen, not everybody can make a game, right? It's tough to commit sometimes, especially during the week. Never fear. Uh, Bally Sports Florida, uh, exclusive network of the Orlando Magic, announced plans to televise 10 Lakeland Magic games as part of the remaining NBA G League regular season. Uh, Bally Sports Florida host and reporter Dante March Marchitelli uh, will serve as play-by-play announcer for eight of the ten games on the network. So that'll be really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you can't make the game, no worries. But if you do want to go to a game again, RP Funding Center official website or LakelandMagic.com, you can buy tickets there or contact the Lakeland Magic directly. Um, switching sides to another. Local sports team that plays at the RP Funding Center, the Florida Tropics. Um, Ricardo Carvalho scored four times. He was named Offensive Player of the Week um, as the MASL Florida Tropics roar past Utica City FC 10-3 Sunday in an MASL game in Lakeland. One other thing about the Tropics in January, they have a home game pretty much every weekend. Wow. Every weekend. Yeah. So, so no, no excuses, really. No excuses to not go catch at least one yeah. game. Really fast-paced, fun action to go watch. Again, for that, RP Funding Center website, or you can visit the Florida Tropics official website to learn more. Again, no cost to tickets for general admission tickets, just a cost for parking. Uh, so you can find out more about that. It's called the Tropics Blitz. So yep. Really fun to go watch those games as well. Um, Mark, talk to us a little bit about Southeastern. Yeah, so Southeastern, as they're getting back from their holiday break, uh, Angela Perry of the women's basketball team was named Sun Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Week for the fourth time this season. Uh, she earned the honor after another dominating performance in a 108-27 SEU win over Brescia this past Thursday in Lake Wales. Uh, she scored 24 points uh, from the and shot 20, 10 of 17 from the field, hauled in six rebounds. Uh, the Perry and the Fire returned to Sun Conference play this Thursday tonight uh, in Miami Gardens versus the Florida Memorial University Lions. Uh, Tip-off already underway. Tip-off at 5.30. Well, best of luck. Hope they're doing well yeah. in that game. Um, I, Jenna's not here, but I'm going to do a quick Weber update. Weber International Women's Basketball Team, they went 1-1 one one in the Kaiser New Year's Classic. They currently stand 10-4 and four on the season after dropping a game to Grace College, but they beat Lawrence Tech 70-63. to Weber, four players reaching double figures in points in their victory, with Amaya Small leading the way with 17 points. Weber's going to host the College of Coastal Georgia on Thursday, January 6th at 5.30 inside the Saba Athletic Center. Um, shout out to all of our colleges. I know we're running short on time yeah. here, but shout out to all of our colleges. Hope they're doing well as the calendar turns to 2022 yeah. and they continue their season. We have a lot of events. We did not stop working over at Polk County Tourism and Sports no, Marketing. A lot of events coming in in January. Mark, start us off with the first two events. Yeah, Freedom Softball this weekend, January 8th and 9th, uh, a tournament at Walker Road Softball Complex in the Southwest Softball Complex in Lakeland, and then some soccer, uh, ODP pool training from FYSA, again this weekend, January 8th and 9th. Uh, it'll be at Lake Myrtle Sports Complex in Auburndale. 
Yes, and then continuing with the 8th and 9th, we have the New Year's Classic on Foster Volleyball. There are going to be a lot of Big people, a lot of people in Winter Haven over at the Fieldhouse. So just a heads up for anybody that lives just near the uh, the new Advent Health Fieldhouse yeah. over there in Winter Haven off of Cypress Gardens. We also have the Florida Half Century 60s Tournament uh, that same weekend, January 8th and 9th. That's another big event. They always bring a lot of people yeah. from Florida Half Spread Century. Spread out across the county, too. All over the place. Yeah. Really excited for that partnership with them. And if you thought we were done with big events, fear not. The FSSA State Classic from Florida Adult Soccer Association, that's going to be at Lake Myrtle Sports Park, and that will be January 14th through the 16th. A massive event that takes place. Almost every field is used. Um, Really quite a sight to see. And listen, we did not get to every event. We did not even scratch the surface Mm. on every event that's going on. Busy month, busy year. Huge month, huge year. 2023 is going to be great. It's going to be a great year. Uh, If you want to find out more information about these events, Visit our website at www.centralfloridasports.com and also be sure to check out our sister website at www.visitcentralflorida.org. If you want to learn more information on any events we have coming up throughout the year or any of the events we mentioned or stuff we did not mention, if you want to find out where Jenna is, please feel free to call it 863. I thought she was in Chicago. She is in Chicago right now. Very cold. 16 degrees. (laughs) Please call us at 863-551-4750. So good to see you in the studio again, my friend. For Mark McCollum, for in Chicago, Jenna Kid, and Mr. Eric Clark. Thank you again so much for all you do in the studio. This was Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. We will see you next week.